Hello, everyone. This is Alex Wilhelm, and you are listening to Equity Monday, a morning kickoff for your week. Let's talk about what happened over the weekend. Peek at a funding round or two. Chat about the week we are about to have. And finally, noodle on something from the startup or VC world that is just stuck in our heads. Oh, and don't forget that Equity is now on Twitter at at EquityPod. And finally, we had a lot of fun last week with the Friday episode. So if you're behind and you want to hear Danny and I squabble, I'd really recommend catching up. All right. Today is the 29th of June, 2020. Let's go. Now, in terms of startup and venture capital news, the weekend just wasn't super busy. I'm sure you noticed reading your Twitter feed over the last couple of days. But something breaking as last week ended that TC picked up towards the end of the weekend is a really good coda on a particular VC saga that I felt was emblematic of a portion of the unicorn era. Now, if you don't recall the Rothenberg VC fiasco slash scandal, it's all good. It's all good. But the long-running episode appears to be coming closer to an end, and according to TC reporting, quote, while many in Silicon Valley might prefer to forget about investor Mike Rothenberg roughly four years after his young venture firm began to implode, his story is still being written, and the latest chapter doesn't bode well for the 36-year-old. While Rothenberg earlier tangled with the SEC and lost, it was a civil matter, if one that could haunt him for the rest of his life. Now, the U.S. Department of Justice, or DOJ, has brought two criminal wire fraud charges against him, charges that he made two false statements to a bank, and money laundering charges, all of which could result in a very long time in prison, depending on how things play out, end quote. Now, catching you up, Rothenberg ran a venture capital fund. It spent a lot of money, often in kind of very flashy ways, renting out baseball stadiums, that sort of thing. It turned out later that a lot of the money it was spending wasn't really its to spend, and that was not popular with either investors or regulators. Now, you don't hear that much talk about this situation anymore, at least not in the circles that I'm in, but it's worth recalling when Rothenberg VC wasn't a pariah, but was instead right in the mix of Silicon Valley's money and talent wars. Not everything is as it seems. So let's talk about this week, the next couple of days. This is the last week of June, the last week of Q2, and also the period of time leading into a major American holiday. So here in the United States, the next five days will be both a sprint to close out the quarter and also a sharp deceleration as lots of companies here are taking Friday off, including, I believe, TechCrunch. What else is going on? Well... Mm, let's see. South Korean gaming company Double Down Interactive is looking to raise about $200 million by going public this week. Uh, I'll have notes on that for TechCrunch later on, but honestly, pretty quiet. This morning, stocks are up a bit, but not too much, and COVID-19 continues to crash over the U.S. after a comically inept national response. But hey, at least F1's coming back. But a quiet forecast for the coming week means we have a little bit more time to talk about funding rounds. And so this morning, we're going to do that, but we're going to change it up just a little bit. When we ran that equity survey the other month, a lot of y'all wanted to hear about markets that were not the United States. So this morning, let's talk about India. We have some data that a couple publications covered about the state of the Indian startup market in H1 2020, comparing the results in terms of you know venture deals and venture dollars invested compared to both the first and second half of 2019. This kind of puts us in time, if you will. This is kind of a where you are in the world for the Indian startup scene. So quoting from the Times of India, deal making for startups in the first six months of 2020 has dipped by 31% to 272 transactions while the total capital invested fell by 11% to $4.1 billion as compared to the year-ago period, according to data from Venture Intelligence. Now, citing the very same data set, 
Website LiveMint reported that, quote, across education, startups have already raised around $795 million in 25 deals in H1 of this year, compared to $296 million in H2 2019 across 23 deals. So less money and fewer deals. And $108 million in 19 deals a year ago in H1 2019. So EdTech in India, blowing up. Now, going back to the times of India, the, the, the declines are not equal across the entire scene. So listen to this. The data shows investments in early stage startups at the idea and concept stage took the biggest hit as deals of up to 2 million were down 43% to 98, while transactions from 2 to 25 million fell by 26%. So we're seeing some real weakness at the early stage of the Indian startup market, despite the edtech boom. So not a great half year for the Indian startup market, but not a huge surprise given that COVID-19 rose from, you know, rumor to fact to fear to statewide issue during those same two quarters. Now, these data points measured through June 26th, to be clear, are a bit of an early warning for the rest of the world's venture capital market. It's not hard to guess that H1 2020 results for, say, China and maybe the U.S. won't be competitive with H1 2019's own tallies. And if not, we'll have a global venture market in something akin to a recession. And if Indian data winds up serving as an accurate indicator of global trends, then early stage startups could be in a real bind going into the second half of this year. For our deeper dive this morning, uh, one short thing and then something longer. First, uh, I write a morning column for TC every weekday morning. It's behind the EC paywall, which is great for TC, but understandably a little bit lame for everyone who is not an Extra Crunch member. The good news is that we're taking bits of that column called The Exchange and all the rest of TC's markets and money-focused startup coverage and putting it into a free newsletter. The newsletter comes out in a few weeks, but you can sign up at techcrunch.com slash newsletters. Uh, if you do, it makes me look good. Thank you. Okay, back to the news. I'm going to leave you with something that I've struggled to understand, but now may actually kind of get. Remember all the commentary about the weirdness of the stock market when equities were rising sharply despite skyrocketing unemployment here in the U.S. and kind of the rest of the world? This led to a lot of folks kind of beating the cliche that the stock market isn't the economy nearly to death. But the domestic stock market wasn't the only thing that seemed out of sync with the health of the global consumer. Startups fall in the same bucket. Startups initially cut lots of staff, SAS churn bros, and, you know, worse. As March bled into April, it looked like startups were really heading into a deep winter. But then, churn stopped. Startup layoffs slowed. VCs started talking about how many of their port co's were actually accelerating, and the stock market began to fly. Now, Bloomberg's Joe Weisenthal has been writing a series of notes about how the stock market has actually tracked the economy, and that as the economy itself got better, stocks went up. This implies, of course, that if things get worse, stocks will fall, and I am about half convinced by his argument. But what matters for startups is that the same return to form that we've seen since early Q2 lows may be actually real, given Joe's argument. And if it is, startups really could be doing better than expected, at least for now. The corollary, naturally, is that a slowing economy will take a bite out of both stocks and startups. Now, that isn't really good news as COVID-19 cases spike, but hey, things are still better than initially expected, and those gains may not be entirely insane. That's an idea worth considering. And that is Equity Monday. It is June 29th, 2020. This is Alex Wilhelm, and you can follow the show at Equity Pod on Twitter or myself on Twitter, where I go by at Alex. We are back Friday morning, and we'll talk to you soon.